Welcome everyone to another episode of Out of Character. And tonight, Cotton, what are we going to talk about? Evil. Evil. <laughs> We're going to talk. So I don't know if everybody knows how we select topics. Now we do get some suggestions, and we take note of those suggestions of what people would like to 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 have us talk about. And I I keep track of those. And then you know a week. And then before we choose whatever we want to do. I, a week before <laughs> recording. I throw out three ideas to Cotton, and then Cotton chooses what's he want, what we want to talk about. That's the process. And I gave I him that. three choices this week. What were the three choices I gave you? Two things someone cared about in evil. <laughs> <laughs> I said we could talk about fandoms. We could talk about how to run an evil campaign or evil campaigns. Or we could talk about how to run a horror game. Right. And you saw evil, evil campaign. <laughs> you squealed via text, and you're I like, "I want to talk about that." I may have squealed. I don't know. You did. I, I thought, you, did. you were like, <laughs> "Hey, <"Whoa." laughs> I just haven't." Yes, exactly, because it's a great topic, and we're going to help people. We're going to help you, everybody. We're here to Aren't help. Are we? Wow. Okay. Okay. Yes. I did give you some reading material. I don't know if you had a chance. I've read some of that. I had done some. I had done, you know, several minutes of my own research prior to that. So I was, you know, coming here with with guns with guns loaded. Uh, so here's hoping anyway. And we will link that that same reading material for the episode. We'll be sure to link it when this airs. But yeah, evil campaigns. Have you been in an evil campaign? I don't. I wouldn't say it was an evil campaign. I have played Shadowrun, where there was a series of evil things that happened together, and it may as well have been. Okay. So I do have some level of experience in that. I think that an actual campaign would be even harder. It's hard to sustain, I think. How about you? Have you been in a decidedly evil campaign? No. I think same as you. I played in the system that I thought I would be an inherently bad person, i.e. Shadowrun. I'm a criminal. And it just seemed like there's still this weird element of you could be bad, but there's definitely a line before evil. Right. So I guess what's what's evil then? <laughs> what is evil? I guess it depends <laughs> upon the, the the predilections of your local group and their ethical constraints. Uh, Show yeah. over. We got it. Yeah. We did it. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you were with a bunch of vegans, then what they consider to be evil is going to be very, very different. They, you know, they may exactly. they may find you know blowing up the the local oil well to be perfectly acceptable, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to and, and the loss of the, the loss of life being worth it. So yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think to get into it, that, that's sort of the difficulty of a, of a of a campaign, as opposed to say just an evil character or even an evil mission, mm-hmm. is the sustainability. Like, where do you go? Yes, there does come a time where yeah, it, it it's either going to get old or you're going to reach your pinnacle of all your you know evil goals. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I do. It, it it probably is something like it's a one shot or it's a mini campaign, six sessions and you're done. But it is not a sustainable. Uh, it's hard. I, I will say it's not, but I would say it's very difficult to sustain. Mm-hmm. Like to, to me, I kind of have like an, I, the, the things that I believe would make it the hardest. Like here, here are the problems you have from a normal campaign. You have all the, the other problems of a campaign plus these. <laughs> yeah. And I'd say there's probably like five or six that are really the things to think about before you try to run that game. I have a semi list. Let's hear it. All right. <laughs> Complete <laughs> with your Foley work. I want to hear that paper. My fo- oh the fo- oh yes foley work <laughs> foley work for everyone is yeah, one of those terms from the movies that Jupiter's has seen from 1982. So we're gonna have <laughs> you know let me get through my there we go oh there it is there we go started on the list 
And uh, so I'd say the first thing is to have some like experienced players and GM. I would probably, mm-hmm. I, I would 100% not advise someone or advise against having an evil campaign as your first campaign and probably, probably your second campaign. It's just going to be difficult. You got a lot of problems. It's already hard enough. This is going to be some high speed, low drag kind of play. So you know, wait, have, are you talking stuff about together. GM or players? Both, especially GM. Like players, I think are not as bad. I would definitely not run an evil campaign in D and D as a GM like first time. That that is, okay. that, I just can't imagine that working. Okay, okay. So you think some experience needs to be had on both sides? Yes, because it's just okay. harder. There's nothing easier about it. It's just the same thing and worse. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. What else you got? Uh, and this is a lot of this is specific to D and D because I feel like it's a lot easier to do it in Shadowrun and lots of other games. D and D is mm. mechanically very set on the world is full of dangerous and evil shit, and you have to go stop it from crushing weak civilization. Well, that, that that's hard to flip because <laughs> there's only so many like things that can challenge a remotely mm-hmm. evil party. So okay. I think you have to start with the end in mind or a goal. Like motivation is always important for a character, but push comes to shove. Hey, my character's a good guy, and they like are generally against evils and shit. And so the guy comes to the bar, help, help, we've been robbed. Hey, there you go, motivation found, we're good. An evil character is not going to do that. So you need to know what this character's motivation is, what their end goals are. And as a GM, you're going to have to build things around that that you would not otherwise have to build. You know, if you, if you have a character that wants to be the you know the most famous bard in existence, okay, then that's some adventuring hook, and then they have to take out a few other bards in the process. But if you don't have something, some achievement, uh, the the Madison Square Garden to to headline, mm-hmm. they, they, you have to have somewhere for them to go. You have to have more of the end game in mind. You're going to have to appeal to those motivations a lot more than you will with good characters, especially with multiple evil characters, you know, having either separate or similar motivations. If they're all part of some evil order out to make Grumsh or Grumash, whatever his name is, uh, you know, ascend it, then that's... That's okay. You have a thing to do. That's hard. If everybody has different goals, keeping that party together is going to be a royal PITA. So mm-hmm. that's the thing to keep in mind. Okay. Just keep it real. We can go back to all these. I, I want to hear all the thoughts. I would no, say y'all, no, no, you can... no. That, that, that's a good one. I, I do agree okay. that, yes, you they do have to have motivation, individual as well as, well, how are you guys still a group? Why would you be together at all? So, yeah, I, I, agree, I totally agree with that one. What's next? I would say you need to be a lot more prepared to have player character death or leaving one or the other as as goals change or are no mm. longer compatible to to as and this is kind of an outlet for that if you have a bunch of evil characters and they have different goals, those goals may be achieved at different times. It might be well, we helped you achieve your evil goal, so you will now help me achieve my evil goal, and one or both of those characters may have reached their zenith or have no longer have a re- no longer have a reason to be chummy or a team. Having said that, there's no reason that evil people can't be friends. You can have a whole bunch of evil people who are best friends and like each other personally, but would not hesitate to, like, strangle a puppy if the other guy needed them to, for whatever yeah. reason. You know? Yeah, Maybe yeah. would make a really good coat. You know, it happens. And it doesn't mean, when you say leaving, it just means character leaving and that player rolls up a new PC. Yes, yeah, yeah, player but character. sometimes characters reach a point, uh, uh, an end game point, where the time on the table is done. they got to retire. Right, I think I think it's generally a little different. You know, mm-hmm. evil usually has a, a set goal, while a good or even neutral, or even just a character that's about adventuring just for the money—that's not inherently an evil thing. That's always there. Hey, there's bad stuff that's dangerous, and we reward you with 
valor and glory and adventure and coin. Yeehaw. But for the evil party with specifically evil aims and, the, and who want to explore those evil themes and not just be, you know, quiet assholes who do the same thing good people do, you know, you, that's going to be a lot harder to keep everybody together. I think mm-hmm. that you will. I, th- I think PvP has to be discussed. Ooh. I think. Like I would not. I mean, I think it's gonna be there. You're gonna have evil people. It's, it's gonna. It's it's gonna be in there. PVP will be in there in an evil campaign. You have to figure out where that line is. Yeah, the, you know, yeah. don't be a dick yeah. rule still applies. I, I would say as a GM, if I were having a conversation, <laughs> be evil, but don't be a dick. Don't be a dick about what? it. I mean, like you can, you know, <laughs> yeah, evil. like you can throw the villagers <laughs> in the volcano, but don't be a a shit ass about it. you know, like just <laughs> you know, do it with some decency. So I would have a conversation with my players and say. Uh, you, if, you, if you want to portray the party, make it worth something. Mm-hmm. And two, be aware that it will almost certainly lead to at least one character uh, being gone for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Either they're dead or they're pissed and, there's a, and the group is riven. And so maybe characters A and B are pissed off and C and D go their own way. And, the, and which way did this story go? Do we do we make new characters for, that, that team up with C and D? Do we make new characters that team up with A and B? Uh, that. That's a conversation I would have. I, I think you're gonna have to have a little bit more leeway on ye old PvP, mm-hmm. but be aware, have the consequences for it. It's gonna be. I think you're gonna churn through a lot more characters in general. Okay, that makes sense. Would you set up like an evil League of Evil? That's that was one thing I was thinking of, like a the anti adventurers guild, the Injustice League. I mean, there was the Justice League, and then they had their the anti the the antithesis of the Justice League, right? Which yeah. Lex Luthor headed up. Right, you could have right? like yeah. you know, hey, we're a bunch of assholes, and when people need or you know have some evil designs, they come to us and we farm it out. Like you know, there's a beholder, and he has the who's it's what's it of you know domination or some shit, and uh, this guy wants to use it to do a bunch of evil horseshit. Half that, that's a way to do that. It's the same thing. You go in, you kill the beholder. Sounds pretty standard to me so far. You get the MacGuffin, you bring it back and instead of getting. You know, a pat on the head, some gold. You get you know, like <laughs> the evil druid burns down the city and makes it into, you know, some type of you know, nightmare of you know ecological, you know, the, the forest reclaim the the cities or whatever. And then from there, you have a guy who gives you new quest, and you can fo- let you can follow that guy in kind of a you know Grand Theft Auto sense. You know, this guy's got more like, hey, you guys did a great job helping me destroy civilization and revert things back to nature. Rise through the ranks of this evil club. And you have to go out and do evil missions in order to, to do that, basically, is what you're saying. Right. And maybe you yeah. can get things that in some way backed up what your player's desire was. And again, I think most are going to fall within the realm of greed. So maybe mm-hmm. that guy, maybe maybe some evil uh, lord or something gives you a, you know, a, a rice to some land, a barony, and it produces money for you. And so instead of getting like a reward from the king for one thousand dollars, mm-hmm. you get like a hundred gold every month or two hundred gold every month. It just mm-hmm. kind of produced, and, and and you get to visit your home and see the oppressed people, and you know, <laughs> and like you can raise their taxes and be and make them hate you and let that have interesting consequences. And you and it, it could be kind of like Apocalypse or or uh, no, not, uh, Dark Side from uh, DC Comics, who has his own planet and he runs that planet and he's a tyrant with an oppressed people who still like appreciate or respect, fear, admire, and love him because he's their guy. Mm-hmm. And he does provide, I think for them in, in a weird backwards way, but it, mm-hmm. they'd probably be better off if it wasn't there, but he is, you could have that kind of a situation, you know, yeah. like, like, like a Dr. I mean, Doom I, kind of thing with, uh, yeah, his, a Dr. Doom. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, Bam's time. We're just we're talking about that before we started recording. There you go. I do like that idea of you know create this evil force that's bigger than your tables, all of those people, and you know it's yes you're going to work with us. You're going to be part of this evil force, and you're going to go out and do these evil acts in order to proliferate. Proliferate. Spread evil around the globe. Okay. That makes sense. I like that idea. It does keep you together. Yeah, right? it does help to keep it together. It does give a, a group motivation, and they can have their own personal motivation in there as well. As far as motivation, I, I think, you know, it's, what is it? Greed, revenge, power? Greed, revenge, power, fame. Beyond that, it gets weird. <laughs> like, throughout history, there's been <laughs> legions of people who existed solely to go out and they lived the lore, the, the, the they lived the life of the horse and sword, which pretty much meant they went over, invaded places, took all the gold, and mm. raped everybody. But that's mm. not good. Like that's generally not speaking going to be great in your game. Like hey, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm evil and I'm I want to take all of the money. I must have I'm or I'm uh, I am vindictive and I have a burning hatred of you know like I don't know elves or something. And it's like yeah, I really you know I want to. <laughs> I really like tiefling girls. Like, like whoa, buddy. Like, that's... Like, well, that's, when you say it like that. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. think it was... There's, there's all kinds of evil or, like... But I feel like role-playing is a lot more narrow than evil options. Like, you know, what do you like to do? I'm kind of a firebug, and I like to burn down people's barns. Well, shit, that's evil, but hard to keep... You know, hard to build a character around. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Okay, okay, all right. No, I I like that one. I like I like that idea of that setup for an evil campaign. You are evil, and you are recruited by this evil organization, and you're going to go do evil things. And you can even make a joke of it with all the the hapless good people getting their asses kicked by various evil entities. You could have a lich off somewhere doing evil shit. This evil druid, uh, an elemental army coming from below, maybe some drow, and you as the evil players could choose to align and, and help any of them. Or play them off of each other until you mm-hmm. were able to grow your own power and your own little your own little base, and so you're you're playing these ki- these these groups off of each other, mm-hmm. kind of a deal. And each one could give you options to uh, be employed by them. Nice, very nice. All right, what else you got on your list? That was a that was a good chunk of it, admittedly. Okay. That was uh yeah. Well, have, have I, how about you? I've been I've been ranting and raving with my no, list. No, 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 no. I like I yeah. like I, you like to make lists, and I like to let you read them. Well, have, have, I, have I missed something that you think is really... So, um, the, the reading uh, thing is an article from Reddit, the uh, D&D Next subreddit. My advice to DMs thinking of running an evil campaign. And this person says that, you know, they gamed with longtime coworkers and friends. They ran, he's run four different campaigns and he decided, hey, we're going to do this evil campaign. And he talks about why it blew up in his face. And that he specifically kind of just lost it. And a lot of them do, do a lot of his reasons kind of hit home with me. And the biggest one that hit home with me was treatment of NPCs. Usually when a DM makes an NPC, the NPC is there for a reason that's usually to help assist in some way the group. But in an evil campaign, apparently when an NPC is seen, they're just seen with a giant target on their head. And they're killed or treated badly or something. And they don't work the way they normally work. So he was upset at the treatment of his NPCs. And I know as a GM, I've, I have felt that way sometimes as well. That I don't like the way the group table just treated my NPC. And I think in an evil campaign, I, I think you know people hear evil and they just go, yeah, 
I'm going to be evil, which means everybody I meet, I'm going to be a jerk. I'm, I, I want to I dig further than that. I want to dig okay. a little further. Okay. So let's, we, you and I had both ranted on the end about murder hobos. Murder hobo bad. Don't murder all the, you know, do you want fries with that? Murder, you know. I'm okay with murder hoboing, but I think I read another article that said if 95% of the encounters are stab it to death to solve and 5% are run away because I couldn't stab it to death to solve, that's a murder hobo <laughs> table. I mean, yeah. Fair. So, but right. <laughs> I'm okay with players being a jerk. Like, I'll give you an example of a jerk. So you go into okay. the tavern and I'm thinking about playing a character and uh, this character is not necessarily evil evil but he's he's just you he can be a jerk you go in the bar and uh, you can say hey that's my seat son and, the, and mm-hmm. the guy's like doesn't get up you just punch him in the jaw i mean that's or, or or just pull him off and throw him on the ground you know this is medieval times shoving someone is not going to get you in jail generally you would just have a fight or if the guy's 6'6 250 mm-hmm. he'll be sitting at the bar today <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's do you mean that that that's the kind of thing that you do not like, or is that is that too low grade? What are you talking about? Like, I guess it's like maybe this NPC was meant to show up and then come back later on, but instead the the group just yeah, we're just gonna kill this this NPC outright. Okay, yeah, that's but dumb. the NPC hasn't done anything to warrant killing. Yeah, but we're just gonna kill that NPC right now. Yeah, that's okay. stupid. Don't play with those people, or or, or have a conversation that's, that's stupid. Oh, I kill the NPC. It's, it's, oh, I kill the NPC. Just, that's now I have to find another way. It's like some some NPCs, and I I think players know this. I don't think this is a secret, and if it is, I'm sorry, everyone. I pulled the curtain too far back. NPCs are there to help GMs implant hooks and plot. Yes. And when you kill it, <laughs> you've killed that thread. You've you know untied the hook. It's it's gone. It's just laying there, lifeless, bleeding. And now the DM's like, well, shit, now I've got to figure out what to do now because they've just terminated a plot. Like, it shouldn't even have to rise to that level of rejection. It's just it's just bad. Like, no one does that. Like, Genghis Khan has <laughs> historical references of being a gigantic, brutal, uh, bloodlusting guy. He did not screw around. He didn't mind lying, didn't mind killing, murdering, and etc. But he didn't just like stab the sandwich guy. Like that's weird, <laughs> right? Like, yes. like don't play actual psychos. Like that's not fun right, for me. If you're at that table a then thing for me that. All right. Playing actual psychos is now another thing on my list. But let's get back to the NPCs. Treating all NPCs this in an evil campaign, treating all NPCs as if they are absolutely disposable is a problem because you are eliminating threads. And you can't just assume as a player, as an evil player, well, I'm evil. Of course, I'm just going to kill everyone. No, we live in this world where there are evil people. Do you agree with that statement? Yes, very much so. <laughs> Those evil people do not just walk around killing everybody they meet. I, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I do not do this, people. Yes, that's real world logic in my fantasy game, but I would have to think that if you just walked around and just killed everything you met, eventually there's going to be a reckoning, right? There's right? just going to be a reckoning. Just, all right. There's there's two conversations we can, we can have. We can wrap it up in, in, in very quickly. One, if you're the GM and you're playing with these people, stop. Or <laughs> if you're if you're on the Jupiter side of things, of you have a duty to the game. Wow. Left Thank hit, you. You know, like salute no, there. there. was left and tone in there. 
Wow. No, there was no Tone in there. No, no, no. There, there was. was. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about tomorrow night in our game. Maybe Back there was some time. Role of a character. And, yeah. <laughs> so if if you're if if you if if you if you have the option, don't play with those idiots. If you are, but yeah. if they're your idiots, they're your friends. These are your, your idiots. idiots. Or you're a new GM and you can't do any better. Have tr- then give it the old college try of a conversation. Like, look, this is boring. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Every time you kill a sandwich guy, I want to have another sandwich guy come up, and you just stab him. And we can spend six hours, as you, and I'm not going to give you a goddamn line of anything. You're just, we're just going to sit here and stare at each other for four hours until you get bored of killing NPCs. And when you have a pile of bodies that you know that blot out the sun, I'll be like, okay, you guys ready to go do anything? Or we have, you know, I can get some guys who make, you know, uh, you know, pizzas or something to mix it up from the sandwich guys. Yeah, and you can yeah. just stab all the NPCs you want. Okay, out of your system, let's go. This is dumb mm-hmm. and boring and banal. They, mm-hmm. If you're the player, you should have also heard the thing I just said and not do that. Don't do it. Don't kill the sandwich <laughs> guy. Don't kill the guy at the town shop. If the guy doesn't give you a discount, I mean, you can be a jerk. You can slap people around. Yeah, you can you know? be a jerk. You can, you know, you can steal from them. Uh, you can be a jerk to them. You can spread rumors about their business. I don't care. You could defraud them in some way, but it doesn't mean just walk up, stab, walk away. Just stop. Yeah, don't do it. Just stop. Also, if your GM is kind of new, and this is evil campaign or not evil campaign, if your GM is kind of new, take like be, work with him. Work with your GM. When they put an NPC in front of you, don't just kill it. Wait and see what he wants to do with that. NPCs are not just made because of for no reason. There's always a reason. There's always a thread. There's something. And if your GM's kind of new, it's like that's like the the way to do things. That's how he's going to move his story along. And if you just kill it, you're just killing your DM, your GM slowly, slowly yes. <laughs> over time. It is. It is. It is. I, I very much agree. I will sit down. Okay. To be fair, maybe that's because you're an excellent GM and I am, but the new. I'm a terrible know, GM. I have tons to learn. But uh, like some, sometimes a cigar purveyor is just a cigar purveyor. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. No. But maybe okay. not. So yeah. don't kill it. Yeah. Uh, but he said that the the poor treatment of his NPCs it it, it annoyed him. It annoyed in this Reddit article. It, it just annoyed him, and it it drove him like it drove him nutty over this. Yeah, I, I, that's just a a phenomenon I struggle to relate to, and, and I don't know if you do or not. But having like my players did this and this and this and this and this, and then they just stabbed the sandwich guy, and then they I'm like, why do you put it with any of this shit. It's like, I just don't under, I can't, my, I can't wrap my brain around people who are clearly aware that the behavior they're experiencing is shitty. Mm-hmm. And yet they seem, there seems to be this weird undercurrent of they, like, it's, it's almost as if they're legally obligated to do this. Like, man, I, these guys are a bunch of assholes. And if it wasn't for the <laughs> fact that I, I was sentenced as a, as a result of a crime <laughs> I committed, then I wouldn't GM these guys. But I did, and I do. So I guess I, I, I they feel weirdly obligated, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, you're, you're not, another, buddy. Another thing is he feels in this article, he states that an evil party thrives in a higher population. Travel and exploration is tedious, and they aren't going to be interested in just killing wolves or exploring the wilderness. They need to be in high population areas. Now, I kind of agree, but I don't think they have to remain in one location only. I think they can travel to high population areas. I don't, I don't know. I. What do you think? I think there is more opportunity in a high population area. Yes, but I don't think they have to stay in one area because I think that can get tedious and boring. Where they sleep, I think, is really more immaterial. But I, I've I kind of agree that that there would 
need to be a high population because it's the opposite of, of what normal D normal D and D is the wilds are dangerous and evil or some mm -hmm. combination of both. You've got aberrant creatures that are weird and freaky. You've got evil people with, with designs and plans. And so like civilization is weak and tiny and here there'd be dragons and our heroes go forth and, you know, expand the map a bit. Well, the opposite will be happening in the evil campaign. You're on the forces of weird, aberrant shit, <laughs> or if not aberrant, then evil. So I think you kind of have to have dominoes to knock over. You need entire baronies and civilizations and dukedoms and, and empires that will be caught up. And if they're not in the direct path, if it's not the direct mission of someone to sack the kingdom, then that would happen as a result of something that they did. Maybe you, you know, some guy wanted to release his, you know, elemental god he worshipped. And, you know, an unfortunate byproduct is a volcano wipes out the local town like Pompeii or something. Mm -hmm. But you gotta have, I, I feel like you gotta have to have some death and destruction at least in a D and D game. Mm -hmm. I don't understand what those other consequences are, I don't, I, or it's just evil stuff happening to other evil people, and you're one of the evil agents, and you're working for the beholder raiding the lich, mm -hmm. working for the, the lich raiding the drow or something. Well, I mean, I like the idea of if I'm running an evil campaign, I definitely want to let my little group, especially when they're lower levels, I want my group to know that yes, you're evil. But there's more evil out there than just you. And that evil is actually more powerful than you. And there's lesser evil than you. There's just the, you know, the shitty baron that just, you know. It's a layer cake of evil. Earth. Yeah, there, there's, it's a parfait. It's, it's a parfait yeah. of evil. It's a parfait In the of world. Evil. And you're somewhere in the middle, you know. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like making sure that if I'm going to run an evil campaign, I want my table to know. That they are not the ultimate evil in this world. They would still have to work up to that. There's more evil. Once they achieve their version of the most evil, I think that's kind of it for the character and or party. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, I, think, I think we've covered a lot of really good stuff. All right. There now, the one thing, this is, this is going to get a little deep. And this is, I want to discuss this. and it, We'll see what you think. In this article, and I agree with this, is that it's hard for players, just regular people, players to get into an evil mindset yes because i, it runs I so agree contrary to who they may be as people yes i think it's I, I think good, that's true right? i think people are basically good yeah so it's hard to kind of think what would an evil person and then that's where you end up with these you know like bamps described it as you know the cartoonish super villainy type situations and it's just so over the top evil yeah, some combination of, of Hannibal yeah. Lecter and Snidely Whiplash. You know, you know yeah. just just pure, pure, like a weird. What's yeah. what I'm looking for? A uh, caricature of evil. Mm -hmm. Of evil. But then you might get one player at a table that can slip into it very easily, and they're just role playing. But the rest of the table looks at them like something's wrong with them, and you don't ever want to be that person. You don't want everybody looking at you like you're some sociopathic or psychopathic person why why is it so easy for you to slip into the evil mindset and then they start giving you the side eye so maybe you throttle it back a bit it, so i think there's a lot of i don't know i think there's a lot of landmines in playing an evil game because player to player and then character to character all you know that whole thing like what your character does could make somebody else uncomfortable but to you you're like that's pretty tame i thought on the evil scale i think i know where you're coming from and this doesn't surprise me because okay. I think that you are a very logical person. 
And I, I think that a lot of people don't understand that a key ingredient of actual evil is callousness or indifference. It's not mm-hmm. ha 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 Yeah, it's you not know, twirling it's, the mustache. It's that's not. It's it's uh, to, to me the most evil scene that I can think of. If I want to, if I wanted to convey this thought, is the first ten minutes of Once Upon a Time in the West, which is an amazing movie with an amazing cast, and you should all go watch it. And uh, this family is out doing like they're out in their little homestead. Pa is out. Uh, working on something, he's got his sons with him. His uh, his wife is over getting some food together for an outside dinner, and uh, the son, who's like eight, looks out and he, he's like, he's trying to. It's like he sees something, and then the entire family is just gunned down from behind bushes. And Henry Fonda, old blue eye, you know, when I, he's not old blue eye, the Frank Sinatra, but he walks out, <laughs> and, uh, and it's Henry Fonda, the the hero of so many things, including Twelve Angry Men. And he looks at the kid and just stares at him. And behind him, you hear a guy say, "Well, what are we gonna do, Frank?" And you see his face just go ashen. What did you have to say my name for? And he shoots the kid between the eyes. That's evil. It wasn't because it wasn't moo-ha-ha. It wasn't, I just love killing kids. It was, this kid was going to live, but now he heard my name. And that's what his name is. That's what, that, that, that's what this kid's life is worth. Mm-hmm. Just hearing my name. Nope, can't take the risk. Sorry, kid. It is, it is a great Western, uh, 1968, Once Upon a Time in the West. Um, Charles Bronson, Her- Henry Fonda, Jason Robards. It's a great cast. If I spoiled the movie, I'm sorry. But Henry Fonda is stone cold evil in the entire movie. And none of it is scene chewing. He seems so, he, it's so grounded. He never mm-hmm. chews the scenery. He never does the, the, the mustache twirl. He is a person who is just very greedy. Mm-hmm. And this is, not a, this is a person who exists 90% of his life around other people who think he's fine, okay, within the normal balance of society. He doesn't. You know he's he's well groomed. You know he looks like a normal guy in that time and era. He's he he has good conversation, and but when it comes time to put a knife on someone's back, he will. It's not, and none of it's personal. None of this was personal for him. No, you it know? was just an, a means to an end. This this is my goal. I have to get to it. Now, you I got think in that, the way. I think that callousness is what yeah. rubs people the wrong way from a role play perspective. You know, some people are like, I'm going to go be evil, and and they're thinking like. You know, goofy Joker from the animated series back in the 90s from the Batman cartoon, you know, very, 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 you know, very fun. And it's funny and it's light and it's goofy. And even if it's violent, it's violent in a silly way. And it's objectively evil. Wow, you just killed uh, 45 people there. Oh, my God, that's a lot Mm -hmm. of people. But it was it was goofy as opposed to the callous, the the single callous act of a of a cold blooded man. I think those are different interpretations of evil. And that latter one is colder and more real. I think it tends to shake people to the core more, mm-hmm. or can. That's that's my that's my rant on on where you're coming from. And then I, I kind of got to thinking as as preparing for this recording, I got to thinking about movies where we root for the bad guys. There are movies that are told where we're actually supposed to be rooting for the bad guy. Right. The Ocean's movies. We're rooting for them that they make off that they the heist goes well. We're rooting for that. Even though I mean, they're they're criminals, they are criminals, and they, and I've thought about that. Having said that, they tend to not cause much harm, and to the extent that they do, it's to people because who are clear assholes. Because it's money, it's just a white collar. No one actually died. It's okay. No bloodshed. That's the level of evil we're okay with. So we're yeah, okay with I, I, that kind of evil at our tables. It is. Or do we train? Like, is it translated that way? Like, is there this? You know, the, are, do we all have a personal barometer of the amount of evil we can take? And is it based on what we consume in media 
And if you consume a lot more horrific things than I have, your barometer, you're going to tolerate a lot more than I will. Apparently, like I, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I am by no means the left wing Avenger, but someone who robs a, a corrupt casino owner is not. I wouldn't necessarily call them evil. <laughs> I get why they have to go to jail. I get mm-hmm. why that's not allowed. But, but that's not evil. That's that's an acceptable level. That's not evil. That's just it's not bad. acceptable. It's just not evil. No, it's not evil. It's just bad. It's bad. Yeah. So I'm not running. So maybe when we say evil campaign, some people think, oh, they mean bad guy. No, we mean evil. So let's push that boundary. Like, what's evil? I think that's an important thing. Define what is evil to you. There was another uh, Reddit D and D next link that BAMP shared with us uh, right before recording, where a gentleman uh, talks about how he joined this evil campaign and the other people were like evil characters. One was a gladiator who was a cannibal who ate the people that he beat in the arenas. One was a witch who poisoned wells just for the thrill and was doing weird experiments and creating demons by having weird sex things in secret locations and then oh gosh one was a wizard that was just trying to become all powerful as as wizards do yeah and our guy who's writing this says his character was just stalking a girl he would just watch a girl he never made any movement toward her never spoke to her never messed with her he just watched her and as the others kept describing the cannibal gladiator described how all of his victims tasted juicy Blood running down his chin, uh, how the witch uh, described, you know, killing people by poisoning them or creating demons and her weird experiments that she and the wizard would do on people. He would just, I'm just following the girl. And it got to the point where the cannibal, out of character, talked to the player and said he was fucked up. And I'm reading this and I'm like, what he was describing, he's talking about eating other people. Now, I don't have a problem. You want to be a character that eats people, go right ahead. It doesn't bother me. It does bother some other people, though. So, uh, fine. But he was describing, you know, cannibalism in detail. And he was just saying, and this, our writer was just saying, I'm just stalking a girl. He didn't do what He just wanted to see what she did every day. That's it. And they were uncomfortable. The other players, these other players were uncomfortable with what he was doing. I, how, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. Oh, because it's creepy in a sexual way. But he never did anything sexual. Oh, okay. He never did anything sexual. It, it was, was the, the hover hand doing, of sexual assault. The it witch was, was doing <laughs> demons raping women in, in cages. Yeah, also to fucked To create up. half demons. Yeah, that was sexual. But he just said, I'm just following her. Just wants to know what she does in a day. He didn't, like, describe doing any. He just watched her. No, zero, zero sexualness to it. I am like somewhere on the 50% range of, I read the story and I thought it was like, it was mildly interesting to me. Half of my brain thinks it belongs in like, you know, the subreddit, like that happened, you know? Like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. It feels a little contrived. Okay. Especially I'll give you that, we, but let's say it's real. Let's say it's true. If we say it's real, then let's I think the whole real. like weird raping shit that went down happened after his initial creepy stalky thing. And I think they just sort of had a natural progression of cartoony over the topping weird what shit. Weird rapey shit that the witch was doing. Yeah. But again, I, I, think, I think it happened. A- were, I think it, it yes, was it, after it, the, the initial, I think it was it started after out the initial. Yeah. semi-evil. And then you got weird creepy guy stalking someone and they're like, wow, that's fucked up. 
And then six months later, they had followed the rabbit hole of evilness way beyond their initial stages of fucked up this, while he's still just creepily looking at this chick. And it's weird because he's not like, they're all there wallowing in the wanton destruction of, and, and this, this, you know, orgiastic. So he Murph was making thing. them uncomfortable because he was not partaking at the same level of yeah, evil. But, that and they he's were? just staring at this girl, and it's just like, like it, it, it's a How weird fixation because it's weirder because you're showing up for six hours every or whatever it is your play session, and everyone else doing goofy, weird shit. That's that's okay. We we get it. That's what we're here to do is to be over the top and cartoonishly evil. Maha. And this guy's like, yeah, I spend, I show up every uh, every Thursday night to play this game so I can talk about how I stare at this girl. And it's like, fuck, that is weird. It's just kind of weird, right? That he was spending time with us, not playing the game that we're playing. And like, just, yeah, this girl, man, just keep, like, look. Like, you, you start to think, is this like a real thing? Is he acting out like some shit that's. <laughs> like, okay, so. It's as a you weird continue, time ratio. So as you continue reading it, though, he says that he started to get the idea, the inkling, that the others were upset by his actions because they got to know his his girl that he was stalking. They got to know her. And because they got to know her, she became more real to them, and therefore it became more uncomfortable. Whereas when they were describing what they did, they were just nameless, abstract people that the cannibal ate and that the witch did experiments on they were nobodies but this girl because he had them because he was following her the rest of the players had to hear what he found out they began began to know her and it's like you can't you know don't name the puppy right i think i think you're hitting it right that's what i was about to say it's, it's don't name the puppy and i also think that that may have retroactively humanized their own victims like they're talking about all this messed up shit well those aren't real people but if you have this weird npc who, who goes to college Mm-hmm. and has friends and has their own puppy then you look at your own npcs who you've done horrendous shit to and you sort of auto populate the fact that they have husbands wives daughters friends uncles and you're like Ugh. so this guy is sort of like making you weirder than you wanted to be and it's because of his actions so you look at that guy and you say wow that's fucked up because you're opening up this this avenue to my <laughs> to my emotions that I did not want to open. Stop Stop making these things real. You're making it real. You're making yeah. it real. You're giving them an identity which makes it no longer abstract. It makes it a little more real, and I don't like it. That's too evil. That's Yeah, that's what they happened in that. But again, uh, the and we'll link the we'll, we'll link this in the description as well. But it turns out that the it ended up becoming a redemption arc for the other evil characters, the cannibal, the witch, and the wizard. They they ended up becoming redeemed because they actually ended up taking care in their own weird way of this girl. No, re- redeemed is a powerful yeah. word. I know. Uh, they were it's, slightly less shitty. A, yeah, they were less shitty. Hey, redemption's redemption, even if it's just one tick <laughs> towards good. <laughs> we need a 10% improvement or it's not redemption. Uh, <laughs> I think their tick towards good had Lyme disease. But I thought it interesting that they were describing horrible acts. I, I think that a lot of people would categorize as horrible acts. And he just said, I watched this girl. And they felt uncomfortable. Again, you say this may just be a, you know, that happened. But let's say it's real or let's just say it's a parable. I don't know. But if you can describe eating somebody and be okay with that 
and be okay with other people describing horrific things. But one person comes up with something that, you know, is it a different kind of evil, a more sinister, I guess, evil or a more real life evil? It's more real. Because we do encounter stalkers in the real world. We don't encounter too many cannibals. Well, and we also know that people often act out parts of their personalities in role-playing games. It just is how it is. We do. We do put up, we always put a little bit of ourselves in our characters or whatever we're trying to work through somehow is cathartic to put that in our characters and and work with them. It's, it's, I know role-playing games are very big in, in treatment for some uh, social anxiety disorders for a a lot of different psychological issues. They're using role-playing games because it helps people. Because they're putting those issues into their characters and learning how to resolve them that way in a very safe yeah. environment. Now imagine this guy sitting next to you after you're talking about all your cartoony violence, and he goes, "Yeah, I look at I look at this girl, and I'm I'm staring at it through a window. What do I see? Uh, well, um, she brings a journal out. She starts to write down uh, some things. She she thinks for a second, what are her ankles like? Like that's oh shit! Like this is good. <laughs> Oh, you're really putting words into this man's mouth, in the, in the writer's Wait, mouth. But yes, am, we don't, we don't really it. know what he was saying. <laughs> what kind of info was he asking for? We don't really know. That's true. And I guess, yes, if a player starts to make it a little, I guess, overtly sexual, it, the GM gets to put the kibosh on that. If, if it's, you know, like, look, that's too far. We're not in, doing in it. In the history of men creepily following women, a sexual angle has been... Pr- <laughs> it's, yeah. It's pretty... No, absolutely. I, 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 I want to bet it's there. You want to bet it's there. Okay. (laughs) So evil, violent acts are more acceptable than evil sexual acts. What what is this question? Yes. Yes? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So we can take seeing gunshots and beheadings all day long, but my God, don't show us a rape. Yes. I I would say for the vast majority of tables. uh, Yeah. Like I just... I'm not going to say that, that, that rape can never be a part of any role-playing game ever or any type of scenario, but man, it's a lot. I mean, it's like, there's just a difference. Like maybe it's just the level of violence is just so much more, and, it, and it's so prolonged. It's one thing for you know, knights meeting on the field of battle and one die. At least you're, at least you're dead. And it's another reason why in most movies that involve violence or games that involve violence, you don't have people dying slowly like in an average D session what would actually happen is as you cut your way through the goblins you hear their wails and moaning as they bleed out and their stomachs you know or have ruptured and their viscera everywhere as they try to put their guts back into their stomachs uselessly like no one mm-hmm. narrates that because shit <laughs> yeah but sexual violence you will there's no way around this prolonged agony that mm-hmm. is horrible is that there's there's just there's this torturous aspect to it Nobody wants to go through that. If you want to. Anybody thinks I I feel differently. To me, they are the same. They are the same. Physical violence, evil, and rape, evil, they're the same. They are both evil. They're both horrific. They're both. If I have to watch a beheading, I I don't want to watch that either. To me, it's it's on par. It's it's terrible. They're both. I don't want to see it. I don't like to watch stuff like I hate watching real world violence of any kind, whether it's uh, of a sexual uh, content or just a violent, you know, bloodshedy gun night violence. I, I they're both. So you you would have no so to the extent that you can GM a game mm-hmm. where the the heroes or even the the villains, the protagonists of our adventure, cut their way through a swath of people. Mm-hmm. That is no harder for you to GM than. 
that same group of people finding an equal number of human beings to hold down and perform sexual violence on. Because I well, see those I as very narrate. different. I don't narrate them cutting through people in a very okay. Then it's more cartoony. You you cut your you cut your <laughs> you cut your way through the defenders of the castle. You rape your way through the bastions of the castle. Like you, I changed one word, and one is feels more fucked up to me. And it, I'm asking, does it not to you? Is are you like, yep, that's both are bad. I again, I guess one is as is expected in in a fantasy game. You're you're a warrior of some sort, a fighter or, or something. You're in an evil campaign. I don't know. Like they're both terrible. I'm not saying they're both terrible. I'm just saying one is one I would never do. <laughs> I feel like it's worse. I feel like it's so much worse. I would not narrate graphic rape of any kind. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying narrate graphic. I'm saying involve it at all. Like one word difference. They cut no, their way no. through the. They cut their way through this group but of I people, and you're not narrating it. Don't. I think most tables just take that off that's just off the board except in this person if his story is true they did some terrible things in a, in a sexual in a sexual way that were evil and i never want to meet any of those people <laughs> but that's what i mean they were creeped out by his stalking i mean but that description of sexual experimentation to make demons was okay well then that, but him that's, following that's why i that's why that's, I, I am in that habit land, because in this case, I very much agree with you. He was doing way worse sexual shit uh, and, than that guy. So, that, 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 so I, I, at the very least, I'm with you in that I do not understand that guy's objection if it indeed happened. If it indeed happened, yeah. All right. I, just, I think a lot of people have a hard time delving into an evil campaign. And I think it's because... We, maybe we just we don't want to know if we can tap into that way of thinking. And if we can tap into that way of thinking, that would scare us. That That's scary to know. So I think when some people say, oh, I want to do an evil campaign, some people are ready to tap into it just to see what to push themselves, see what they could do. Some do it for some other weird reasons. And others, I think, say they want to do it. But then when they're confronted with somebody who's really ready to go in all the way, they kind of go, wait a minute. That's not the level. I, I can't go that far. You know, I, th I, th I think a point that this has brought up is that it, it's hard to really embrace that. Like, like say, say you have, you know, some desire to play some aspect of this evil character, but you're wondering if you're that weird guy. So you kind of hold back. So it's, it, it's hard enough to go to a table, and you know, one of the players is like, "So can I make a uh, a history check to find out what I know about this port?" While the guy to your direct right is like, "Yar harg, what be the 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 lore of these here parts?" You know, like that's <laughs> it's hard to be that guy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to get the character when you're new. I think mm -hmm. it's even harder to get the character when you're new, or or at all. And the character you're playing may have some aspect of themselves that's kind of you know bad, and and then everyone gives you that side eye, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't know I." Cross the line, and now mm -hmm. I've, maybe I've I've tipped my hand, or it or it just appears <laughs> as I've done so. You know, mm -hmm. so it's, it's it's a tough road to hoe. In our in our Monday night game, the D and D pirates game, I wanted you guys to be pirates. To me, you were bad people, and I know I I just kind of bust you guys' balls, calling you guys Disney pirates, because you're kind of Disney pirates. We we yeah we're kind we're <laughs> we're kind of Disney pirates. Bait was too adorable. 
To even come close. Right. I didn't he was a Disney princess I'm amongst Disney pirates. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, didn't, I didn't show up and make everyone animated. Okay? Like, <laughs> I showed up to the goofball pirate show and then, you know, followed first violin. Oz, Oz says it's better described that they are the VeggieTales pirates. We're the, yeah. <laughs> I don't know for full-blown VeggieTales. Somewhere I would like in between. Think, yeah. We're not... We're, but you guys are not, like, true, like, if we took, like, real-world accounts of pirates and what they did, oh, yeah. like, if we took Black Sails, the show on, H, I think it was HBO or Stars a while ago, if we took Black Sails and we said we want to run a campaign like this, I think most people would go, yeah, no, I'm out. That is, it's a really good show, but I don't think a lot of people want to role-play the kind of shit that, went ha- that happened in that show. I'm not aware of the show, but I'm probably going to agree with you. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I don't know if it's stream. Oh, it is streaming. Where is it streaming? Oh my gosh, it's stream. It's it's it's. Uh, yes, it's on Stars on Demand, but it's on one I get. Oh, this is helpful. I want to say Hulu. This is why it's important to have a conversation with your players. Find out what evil, <laughs> what tar- general evil layer or level everyone's kind of at. You know, session zeros, people. They they are important. Yes, Black Sales is on Hulu. I have. I think I've only watched like season one and like there were some episodes where I had to look away. Like I, I can't, I, I, that's, that would, that's too much. I can't. Well, what but was I, it? Now I have to ask. You, you have to, no, I, you have to watch it. Do you have Hulu? No, I don't have Hulu. Well, get Hulu. you got a get. job. <laughs> you got Disney? You yeah, got I, Disney? I kind of have Disney. I have a Disney login for someone's account. <laughs> well, if they got Disney plus that came with Hulu. Then you oh, should be able to get into the Hulu with the same login information. Ah, Try to see. Like. Well, it's how I get into my Hulu because I have the Disney Plus with the. the Hulu. Let's see. Well, uh, rest assured, I'm sure it's very bad. Whatever these pirates were doing. So. It 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 keel uh keel hauling. No, they just you know throw a guy is? over the boat and run him under the keel. No, it's like when you tie one arm and then you put him under the boat, like at the front of the boat, like so as the. Boats moving, yeah. the water waves up, and like basically waterboarding, but they're yeah. riding the front of the boat. Yeah, it's it's Heel. a horrific way. That's a that's that's torture. Yes, it's a terrible way to die, and they most most they just ended up dying that way. Uh, that's did they terrible. actually show this? Like guys slowly get, dying over the course of like an hour. They, they do show, but they like it's not like they just did a whole hour of wa- camera on him. I mean, other things happen. No, it's not the whole hour. There's rape in it, so if that is squeamish to you, you know, like. But yeah, it's it's pretty it's it's dark. Like if you're gonna do a pirates campaign like Black Sails, dark. You really have to make sure everybody's okay with that kind of stuff. If you want to do Pirates of the Caribbean, still fun, still some bad stuff, but not so bad. You know, okay, we could do that. If you want to do VeggieTale Pirates, well, you're not even doing an evil campaign anymore. Well, we're goofballs, so. I love our pirate cake. Like I said, I, I bust you guys' balls about it, but I love it. I, I like what you guys do. I have fun. I'm entertained every time I run it. I'm glad. I th- and we, we've talked a lot about D&D. You know, this is, so, this is far easier than probably virtually any other system that could remotely allow it. D&D is just a mechan- I feel mechanically built toward neutral or good characters. Mm-hmm. So what system do you think is, is best, then, to run an evil campaign? Like, evil, like... Twirly mustache, 
Well, you could do a Cthulhu game where you're uh, <laughs> on the forces of evil. But, yeah. I mean, Shadowrun's great. Shadowrun has mechanics where you are fighting against civilization, against the man, against the edifice. That's the anti-hero. No, I'm, I'm not talking about the And the man the is the bad guy. Not I'm, you. I'm, you're now the, you know, the anti-hero. You're I'm, I'm not talking about the lore of Shadowrun. I just okay. mean the mechanics. Okay. Are separate from D and D's mechanic. Like take take out all the lore and all the art, the mm. mechanics of D and D, just the way the numbers have been aligned, mm-hmm. are for civilizations weak. Therefore, you're on the side of good and 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 order. Generally, kind of, sort of, one or both. Shadowrun's mechanics are there is an edifice that is established, which is generally you know it's, it's some version of society, and and you will have to use stealth and subterfuge. And social skills to uh, to corrupt and infect and defeat these things. D and D does not do those mechanics well. It has a few of them. They're not fleshed out because they're not a main part of the game, and they're just not mechanically vibrant. In Shadowrun, they are. So you can do things that are sneaky and sly and designed to not be detected. And considering how human civilization has evolved to create organizations, societies, you know, that have things like police and teamwork you need those mechanics or it really helps to have those mechanics available to you so i, th- I think you just take the the mechanics of shadow run and slap whatever damn lore on them you wanted to and come out with a game that would be very easy to have an evil type of game based around see I, I'm, what you're saying seems right excellent what? <laughs> my <laughs> experience, <laughs> but my experience with shadow run i don't see like a lot of evil in it but again, I understand what you're saying. Take the lore out. Just use the mechanics. Fine. The, the lore attracts the antiheroes. Now, that, mm-hmm. that, that is true. The lore of Shadowrun goes against what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It, will, it, it would 100% attracts the antihero. So the same vibe that, like, for example, I know that you have played the Tiefling Paladin. Or yeah. people have played the Half-Orc Paladin. Or you play mm-hmm. the Warfort, Warforged Druid. People like playing against type. And Shadowrun mm-hmm. attracts people who want to play trolls with hearts of gold. Or orcs with hearts of gold, or the gruff dwarf who has a heart of gold. Every fucking time, it's 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 so yes, the lore and the setting of Shadowrun sucks these people and or their desire to play that character in. Completely agree. Which mechanically, it, you, you really have the tools did have to a heart evil. of gold in Shadowrun. Your compatriot would cut it and sell it. You're just, well, that's that's just you being you. Okay. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just me being me. That's yeah. just Jupiter. That's just. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> everyone else is just. Bad. You can't argue that, that that they cut it out, and then the previous objection was everyone's nice in Shadowrun. That's I agree. I agree with the first, the, the second part. Everyone is nice in Shadowrun, and it irritated me when I wanted to be <laughs> evil. I had an evil character who did evil shit for evil yes. reasons. Yes. And and you were I worked with a lot of people who weren't, and it was a lot of trolls with hearts of gold, etc., etc., etc. The the uglier and gruffer a character was. The better and more loyal and decent and sacrificial in nature they were, more power to them. It's a f- I'm not yeah. objecting to this. I'm, I'm, but I do think that that's why, in that setting, despite mechanics that allow you to be mm-hmm. evil, those same mechanics also allow you to fight against the man, which is inherently a problem. The lore, you know, sort of like bends the light like a like a prism, you know. So besides Call of Cthulhu and besides Shadowrun, anything else? Any other systems that you think lend themselves to? An evil campaign. Hmm. Evil campaign. Evil. I mean, Pathfinder. I mean, I would say this Pathfinder is very similar to D and D for very similar reasons. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, mm. So what else? What are, what are some of the other other big ones? Well, Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds. I think Savage, Savage Worlds. Worlds. What? Yeah, Savage Worlds. I think that could be an evil game because of the disconnectedness of everything, or the way you could run it that way. It's very generic. You can put like any kind of theme over it, and it works. The only the issues I've had when I've played that system is you have to build your character to be very, very specialized and do not have them do anything that they are not specialized in because you will always fail. And if you do not build that like optim, like to the optimized level, your character is in danger of dying very quickly. Well, that seems like more an objection in general. Yeah. I would say that could help promote evil behavior because if you need mm-hmm. someone to do the thing and they're the only one capable of doing the thing, that's all the more reason not to stab them in the back. You can't, they're not replaceable. So yeah. you kind of have to team up. Yes. Okay. All right. I can't think of any other. I'll be honest. I haven't played a lot of games beyond. I played Savage Worlds a few times back in mm-hmm. the day, which is by the day I mean somewhere between like you know four and eight years ago. I played the D fifth. I played three three point five, and I played Shadow Run uh, fifth. So th- those are the ones I am familiar with. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I have played Call of Cthulhu. Call of Cthulhu. I don't know if you could do any. I, I, I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could have can. an evil campaign. Yeah, you can be cultists that are working towards an endeavor. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah, the, the the way the way the game works and how it because it wasn't dungeon crawly, it, you know, it just it's just not built that way. It's very it, it felt as a player of the game again when you did it very narrative-y. You know, mm-hmm. like like roles didn't seem to be the biggest part of the game, which means you can okay. kind of write whatever you want to write. Okay. Yeah, that's that's true. It's heavy narrative. It's very heavy narrative as opposed to crunchy. I I, I would think Blaze in the Dark, which I have played twice, would one of which I remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. You scored points. Good thing you said it before Bamps corrected us later. Right. It's that play in the dark. <laughs> and uh yeah, I I I've played it uh and I think you could that, that mechanically it could work for very similar reasons to Shadow. You are you supposed to be the of... bad guys again in that one, but I don't know if you're like evil evil, but yes, I think you can. Like you said, you can be evil. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's so there are some systems to do it. D&D is not the best one. So would you play in like a, would, so what's your level of evil? Like one to 10, 10 is, you know, like you don't care. You will lay waste to everything to achieve your evil diabolical plans. Like Thanos, Dr. Doom, all that kind of level of, of evil. And then one is, you know, you wouldn't harm, you wouldn't swat a fly. Don't know how about a number. Like I, I prefer quiet. Like I played on the hub and I played probably, in about I don't know twenty games, and only in about three of those was it clear that the character I was playing was evil. It was very quiet. It was he was there was no need to be outwardly evil. evil. Yeah. It wasn't flashy. It was very. It, it was a flashy. Oh, I don't know if the character's flashy. The character's a little flashy. It was more like it was just there was no need. Evil did not pay off. GMs had made it very clear <laughs> on the hub that if you're a psychopath, life will come crashing down on you. So mm-hmm. he didn't. He like, as a character, I want, and I wanted to play the opposite. Everybody was playing these rough around the edges, hearts of gold characters, and I wanted to play a human that was evil and okay. didn't look. So everybody else like, I'm the gruff troll, and you might, you probably think I'm a badass, but really I'm sweet as a kitten, and I'm cotton, and I'm funny, and and make puns, and and I and I, I only use stick and shock, but if I have to, I will shoot this kid. Like like that that was the character I wanted to play with this, this inverse of all those other types of characters. Mm-hmm. But what what's what your like. tolerance? What can you take at a table? Like, how I evil mean, can you go in a table? I do not like torture, and I don't like sexual violence. Beyond that, I'm probably 
fine with it or, or po- pointless violence i find banal and would it would get old i'm not sure i could tolerate zero of it but it's mm-hmm. a it's a very short short or a, a small limit for me mm-hmm. pointless needless violence has is is eye rolling for me okay so murder on that lulls. pretty much anything like if it's mm-hmm. like hey this you know like the, like the, the for some reason you know the the the, the mcguffin is in this kid's you know behind his cerebellum well shit sorry kid I'm <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, there's a lot of tables now that say nothing nothing with children, so it's like, okay. I, I don't have kids. Okay. I have yeah, cats. I don't have kids. So it's like yeah. if the if the thing was behind the cat cerebellum, the cat's going to live and we're just gonna have to fail the mission today. So I, I don't I don't <laughs> I knock anybody else who, who like has a bunch of kids and they're like, I can't yeah. do this shit. I'm like, no, I get it. But I don't have kids, so you can kick the baby through the uprights if that's what makes the life. <laughs> We all have a different tolerance. We all have a different yeah. tolerance, and and you know our our real world life will influence that. If you have kids, yes, you're going to be more you know up you know resistant to doing anything with with children involved. You don't want to do any kind of violence with children. If you don't have kids, you're like it's okay. It's an abstract idea. That kid is mm, you know I, I get that. Um, I think I can go a little more evil than you at a table, but I do have my limit. So if I'm going to put a number on it, I can probably go seven, seven and a half on the evil scale. There are some things that I just won't like, like I, I just, I can't, no, I don't want to deal with any kind of the, the sexual stuff or the overly graphic descriptions of the things you're doing. Like eh. murder for the, the fun of it. No, I can't say anything about torture because I've played characters that have tortured. So I, I, I'm I'm okay with that, but it wasn't like torture for info. It was just torture because they disrespected my character and she's loony. That was it. So I could do that. And it, it does. There is a bit of a blowback. Like you get a blowback from the other players sometimes. And it's like, it's not me. Like it's not, I'm not like in, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if they think I'm like me, this person, my real life being is capable of doing that because I'm not, I, I can't. But I'm I'm role playing a character who can and will do it. But you do get this blowback. Like I don't think I've ever judged a player for doing something, thinking that oh, why I've now learned their fetish. It's kind of like oh, that's your thing, cool. As long as you don't cross a line, get a little you know, bring in a little weird. As long as you don't cross the line, you can go. I'll I'll, I'll let you go. But I don't think I've ever had a player like really try to cross the line. And you're a new GM, so you haven't had it, right? I have. You have. Yeah, that's crossed the line. Zero, wow. And I specifically said I do not want uh, sexual violence. I don't want torture. And we were in a game, and this goblin was being, uh, you know, an ass as goblins tend to do. Uh-huh. And the guy was like, "I'm trying to burn his feet." And I said, "No, you don't. I just flat, I just flat, just pulled the plug. No, it's not my game. It just, it's just not going to happen." And then later on, it was a very similar thing with this player, where they had the player. Uh, it was a cultist or something. It was, it, was a, it was a cultist out in this like cabin, and they tied him up. But it was something similar. It wasn't like burning feet. It was some. It was similar, but it was it was torture. It was we're gonna we're gonna inflict pain on this person until he tells us what's up. Mm-hmm. And you know, no, <laughs> no. I don't want to role play this. The answer is no. This is not going to happen today. This now I know I know your mom is in your game. This wasn't her, right? No, she wasn't in the game oh. at this point. Oh, okay, good. I was she like, had oh, never even this is Mama Cotton. Picked up a player okay. handbook at this point. I okay. just flat said, this is not a thing that I want to have. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Now, was it the same player in both 
both times? Yep. Is that player still in your game? Nope. Did you get rid of him for this reason, or was there something else, or did he just leave because you wouldn't let him do the things he wanted to do? Well, he quit of his own volition. Okay. I think he. I think he wanted. To, I. I don't think the group was a great fit for him. Uh, I think mm-hmm. those those may or may not have been reasons. Uh, this is the same player who asked if he could use to create water spell to put water in someone's lungs. Uh, and I was like, well, that's funny. No, I'm no, it's because it's, it's a container. So you want to use a cantrip to kill any creature with lungs. And like my brain thought, what are you fucking stupid? Like, what? <laughs> like I didn't say it that way. I employed the use of tact and and said no. Mm-hmm. And this player, I think, was a little bit more dungeon grindy, and I was doing a very narrative heavy campaign. Mm-hmm. And I think he got a little bored and wanted to go back to Dungeon Crawl and very min-maxi. And that mm-hmm. was what he wanted to do. And he likes to play Roll20 and do min-maxi shit and do Dungeon Crawls. Well, that wasn't what I was throwing yeah. out. So yeah. I have no hard feelings about it. And mm-hmm. and I liked having him 90% of the time. He was he was, he was was very knowledgeable about the game. I have lots of new players, and especially at that point. And so he could help with rules. He could help with information. He let us use his D&D Beyond account before I had one with some stuff on it. So lots of there's lots of great things about this guy, mm-hmm. you know. But those were two instances, and you know he's not in the game, and there you go. Just wasn't the right fit. Wasn't the right table. That's all. Okay. Well, any more any more thoughts about evil campaigns? Have you changed your opinion? Have you refined your opinion? Have you feel the same? Did we learn anything? The one thing I was I would say is, is is after sort of talking through it and thinking about it, researching it, is the motivation part. I, th- I think a lot of this stuff is going to be second nature to good GMs and good players. And I, I think the hardest thing that's, that's going to sneak up on people is having things for them to do. You need to have some fleshed out stuff for them to knock over, blow up, destroy. And you need to have some knowledge of their motivations and why they're working together. Why are these evil characters working together? What unites them? And hopefully we've gone over some things that could do that. Either sort of like a local evil hub quest giver, some type of evil league of evil that takes on jobs and doles them out, or, or you know something along mm-hmm. those lines. I think that's what I would struggle with. I think that the, what, what lots of people who had the other tools ready to go would, would need some help with. Mm-hmm. It is a good chance for some world building if you decide to create this evil league of evil. Uh, and, you know, it recruits your players to go and do evil throughout the land. I, I do like that idea. It is something I think maybe if I were to run another one, I would try to see how it worked. Definitely motivations, but again, have to. I think it's really, really important to really have your players figure out where their line is, how, what is evil, define evil, how evil, or do you just want to be bad, or do you want to be evil? There's a difference. Yes, okay. I agree with that. Have you changed your mind about anything? Have 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 you been swayed, pushed, pulled, or otherwise shifted? I have always thought that an evil campaign is doable. It's doable, but I really think it's a a magic mixture of the right GM, the right players, the right system, and those players building the right characters to like all work together to make it all work. And I think that's really hard to do. Um, it's doable, but it's it's one of those things that, you know, you're going to try a thousand times and you may not get it right even after a thousand tries. But you just keep trying and eventually you'll find the right group and, and everything works. 
Oh, you you just pull your hair out and. <laughs> but that's drive, the thing. Drive like, your car you really to the river with the like, It's gonna be it's gonna be really hard to do. So, do you really want to run an evil campaign? Why do you want to run an evil campaign? What is it you want to achieve out of it? What is your goal personally for even wanting to be in such a game or run such a game? Like, really think about that because it is going to be hard to do. I I, I really think the only reason I would ever think about it would be because of the challenge from a the player and or GM yeah. perspective. Like, hey, I, I really want to like put myself through the RPG paces here. Mm-hmm. Get, get that get that merit badge. Yeah, yeah, because you you're, you're a role player. You're like, I want to role play. I don't want to role play the hero anymore. I want to role play the bad guy. I want to go the flip side. Okay, but like, why? What is it? Just just to win the merit badge? Do you want to explore something? Like, do you just want to you know develop your your RPG skills? Do you just want to what is it? What story is it you're trying to tell? What do you want to do? Is it just, is, I just feel like murdering things. Then go play a video game. Oh, that's, I think it's, go I think it's put oneself game. through the paces. I think, I think it's the same yeah. reason actors like to take different roles and don't want to mm-hmm. be time cast. You want to kind of like, Oh, st- stretch my legs a little bit. Can I play, yeah, yeah. you know, this character and, and go with this story and, and experience it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I think it's doable. I just think it takes a, a lot a lot of the right things lining up for it to actually happen, though. Yes, I would. I would largely agree. Largely agree. <laughs> so, I love it so when you agree with me. Tread with caution, y'all. Tread with caution, y'all. <laughs> now, where's Abraham Lincoln? Don't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode. We do have some more, some more uh, topics coming up. But as always, if you guys have any topics you'd like us to talk about. You can reach out to us on Twitter. What is the Twitter again? The Twitter is uh, at OOC, I think. <laughs> I don't know my at Twitter OOC, at. I think. I tweet. I've logged in and I was good. Is that okay? <laughs> um, you can always reach us on the Without a Net uh, Discord server as well. Withoutanetpodcast.com is the website, and there's also an email that you can find on there to send. But the quickest and easiest way is the Without a Net Discord server. Yeah, so Indeed. if you Come have say hey. any idea, yeah, join in. There's uh, We discuss a lot of stuff happening uh, on the server and current events of the day and not just game talk, all kinds of talk, movie talk, TV talk, all the talk. So, yes, say hi if you have any ideas uh, for episodes that you'd like us to tackle, then we'd love to hear them. And we hope to hear from you guys. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. Have a good night. Bye.